Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Over the rock cliff and then back onto the grass. Pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, You if you fast enough, you could do like a complete 360 spin around. Yeah. The, you know. But how many times, safe, but. how many times do we fall about 15 feet into the rock? Like these big giant uh, boulders that were. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember stupidity. when uh, Ben Lee fell? <laughs> oh yeah, was that the that same day Kalak rocketed the rocket into his face? <laughs> no, but that was hilarious. <coughs> yeah, don't step on a, a foot rocket with your face over it. Just fun, yeah, fun tip. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like a little boy, and I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> no, no compassion. No, I was sad he was hurt, but not sad enough that it happened. But. <laughs> It was good stuff, but the uh, yeah the, okay. the 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 rock cliffs that they would just drop in, and you would you would try to do, we would try to do crazy stunts on them too, like we would do flips like or spins, yeah. Now like in Matthew, I remember he used to try to you used to try to capitalize on doing as many as he could over and over again, and then I'm like, dude, like one of these times Matthew would get like the biggest gashes and scars, and kid's leg would get torn mm-hmm. up. Always oh, remember the time he didn't he miss with the hatchet one time and hit himself right in the shin. Yeah, he, he was uh, using a he hatchet. Was cutting wood by himself. Ah, that's and right. Dug it into his leg. I got one from the. Um, I got a huge one. I still have a mark on my leg from it. It's the. Uh, in the backyard, they had that really huge steel. Um, I want to say wheelbarrow, but the, like a bigger version of a wheelbarrow. Great, but it was like old rusty thing. And I remember sprinting <laughs> through the woods one time and dodging the rocks and. Went right into that thing. You remember the fort in the back right hand corner, and that like that one that only people could crawl through. Yeah, the like wood, the one, the wood made one. Out of, like wood pallets. Yeah, the wood pallet one. Um, yeah, I, I nailed I nailed my shin on that, and if forever I still have a glossy scar where no hair can grow on my shin. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty crazy. All my gnarliest scars probably come from that backyard for sure. Oh man, it, and like I would not trade a single day. <laughs> no, absolutely for not. Any of the danger for the, anything the leadership and the oh, ca- the family skills that i learned in that backyard never mm-hmm. for sure yeah. all right we're gonna get to the, my favorite part of the podcast here i'm gonna skip over one of the topics here but we're gonna go straight to this one because i can't wait for it is the uh richard's okay hey ladies and gentlemen welcome to richard's top five favorite animals and why this is pretty much yeah. what we're gonna do i want to hear richard is a, a so, i want to call you a savant but you're a very well-versed human being when it comes to random facts and or amazing facts about animals that I would never know. And I want to know what your top five favorite animals are and why. So give me number five. What is maybe not the least, but just, you know, your fifth. Like, well, you know, who, who's there? And tell me why. All right. Well, uh, I mean, the, I'm by no means an expert. These are just the only things my brain chooses to record. He's, <laughs> so. a, he's an expert. Just go for it. Okay. Uh, the great white shark. Ooh. Yeah. I did seafaring animal first. Okay, I like it. All right. Now tell me yeah. why. Tell me why. Um, well, you know they're almost like perfectly designed for their environment, like uh, how they hunt, um, and they they're such an ancient species. I uh, I remember 
uh, in your last podcast, your please remind me. My of compadre uh, Kyler Harrington was talking Kyler about Harrington. megalodons a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He he said that, uh, and, and like I was like, <coughs> exactly. Like by myself yeah. out loud at work. <laughs> he's but, just uh, agreeing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> but uh, he said that the megalodon, like it. it it couldn't be like hidden for long because of how they hunt and stuff. And we would have seen them by now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they pretty much, I don't want to say this because of my beliefs, but they evolved to the great white sharks. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just smaller like that. That's like limited resources and like hunting spaces would make anything smaller. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, perfectly adapted to their environment they're smarter than we think um they're faster than you think like they're not like big slow lumbering fish like they can they can move. turn on a dime in a uh even the biggest ones yeah, yeah i love it. like sharks have always scared me that's for sure yeah sharks have yeah. always scared they, me that, that is not fear yeah open water not my friend finding nemo uh, the scene where they're in the open water with the whales, that scares the crap out of me. Because yeah. if there was no, also thanks. another, you know, giant great white shark, you're just a goner. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, there's nothing you can do. No. There's nothing you can do. All right. So, so what's number What's number four on the list? Who, who's after the uh, great white shark? F- number four. This is like, I, I, I think about this creature a lot. It's a crocodile. Oh, man. And again, it's a, it's another ancient predatory species um but they're like they i know a lot of people think of crocodiles as like slow moving like unthinking creatures but they're not at all like they they're very intelligent like uh they ones in captivity have been recorded by scientists like responding to individual names um, like in a group, they'll wait their turn for food just by uh, their name being called. Extraordinary. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, they they like they don't randomly sit and wait by water where they like see animals, like and just snatch them like where they're at you might now. Typically, think is there yeah, like you might think like they're just they'll just wait and they will wait for like hours, but it's not like blindly just. You know, crocodile faith. They're like they're like assassins, pretty much. Yeah, they they will sit like on the other edge of the riverbank and just watch for days, like how prey behaves. Yeah. Yeah. And they they memorize it and go right in the water. They creep they creep me out. They, yeah, they're, they're very dangerous in Florida now too. The stories all over the place of kids getting eaten and snatched up. Oof. Especially, oh, Dis- remember the, Dis- more- the Disneyland or Disney World story? Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was like recently, right? Yeah, past Not couple recently. years. It was past like, couple years, know. I think. Yeah. Sad story. Absolutely. Super tragic. And like, you need to live near where you think alligators and crocodiles might be. Watch your kids. Watch your pets. Yeah, for sure. Because people say like, oh, they don't hunt people. They are recorded by actual scientists to actually hunt and eat people regularly <laughs> yeah. like i forgive me for laughing it's not funny but like it's it, they're they you're afraid of them because you should be <laughs> yeah 100 percent. they're like a monster in real life yeah 
alligators and crocs are just they're no joke for sure you know i, I got a, yeah. i got a funny story about a crocodile actually um <laughs> we were at the cheyenne mountain zoo up in here in colorado and doug and jen were here with uh, declan and liam and we had just got done explaining to all the children in the group that you know this, where this story is going to go it's going to go to my nephew here um we just got done explaining to all the kids that uh, these crocodiles are very dangerous, and mm-hmm. we're, we're sitting there looking over like this little uh, this bridge. And my nephew Declan, right after we say it, it was uh, snowing at the time because it was in it was a March time frame. It was still snowing in Colorado. We we're up on the mountainside too. The, the zoo is actually on the mountainside. He takes a snowball mm-hmm. and throws it right at the crocodile's face, <laughs> and, and we're 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 all like the the grown ups and the kids are like looking at it we're about you know five or six feet we're up on a we're up on we're pretty safe but it's still like it scared the crap out of all of us because then the, the crocodile just like moved and like went really quick and fast but like and then Declan's like laughing and it was he's just a ruthless kid and I love him but it's so <laughs> funny like you just are telling the kids like yeah this 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 uh, animal is so dangerous this that and the other thing and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and just starts laughing just whips a snowball across and hits him right in the face but yeah you don't want to mess not with so crocs. dangerous with a snowball thrown at you yeah right which are you <laughs> So that Fahey fear, Dude, you know, so fearless. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just about to say, like, thank God we didn't grow up around, like, dangerous predators. Yeah, I know, right? With the Fahey's. I know. Because we'd be dead. We'd, we'd all be dead. We'd probably would be. most of us. That's why you got to stick in the northeast with the deer and the moose. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's where fearlessness can serve you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfectly played. All right, so the crocodile's number four. What do we got for number three? Uh, number three... I would have to say, this is going to be random, the cuttlefish. The, cu- the cuttlefish, okay. Another seafaring animal. And what is that? Okay, mm-hmm. you got to give me some detail because I don't know what this is. What is so the cuttlefish? The, cuttle, the cuttlefish is a, a cephalopod just like a squid or a octopus. They're kind of like, they're pretty small. They're not like a threat to us. Mm. But if they were, if they were like around our size or even a little smaller, we'd be in trouble. Uh, they, the reason I like them a lot is they are, I think a common factor in these animals are intelligence, uh, but it's different with these things because they, they have uh, these cells, these skin cells on their bodies called chromatophores and they can change color. But the things, thing is, they're like, all of these little cells are powered by their big, intelligent brain, and they're able to like replicate anything, like uh, their their background to like escape predators, hmm. or what what is scary, is they they do this like strobe effect with these chromatophores, like eyes, small fish, and uh, like crustaceans, so like they look at this predator and instead of fleeing they're like what on earth am i looking at right now and by the like that moment of hesitance uh they're lunch they're dead so they're Uh, extremely tactful fish oh yeah they they're they've like in captivity they have like um almost relationships with uh, a couple different people like complex ones wow that's that's a pretty cool animal Mm, and so can yeah. it, it can adapt and change color to its environment as well? Yeah, and like uh, to a degree texture. Wow. Like uh, if they need to 
disappearing to some coral. I don't know how they do it exactly. Like they have like a lot more muscles on their skin. This is what um, I'm talking about. This thing is cool. All right. I like it. Yeah. So terrifying. It has such <laughs> if a you're small. It has such a um a non-fearing name, I would say. As cuttlefish. Yeah, cuttlefish. And it doesn't yeah. and it does not represent it that way. Does not evoke fear at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love it though. That's so cool. I like that one. All right. What do we got for number two? Uh, number two is the tiger of pretty much any region, like the Siberian Bengals or Sumatran tigers. Ooh, I, I, I've, uh, I saw a Malaysian tiger in England one time and it was massive. It yeah, was, it was twice the size of a white tiger. Oh yeah. They're like seeing a tiger on like a screen versus like real life. Hmm is like a completely different experience. Like it, they're so your brain is just like that. You focus in on them in a way that like nothing else does. They strike fear. And it's not even like, um, irrational. Like it's instinctual. Cause that thing, like I said, (laughs) there's nothing you can do. No, (laughs) it's like a land shark. Yeah. Pretty much But faster and stronger. And yeah, Uh, the, the reason that they stand out to me um, is uh, their roar can literally not only people, but pretty much any, any of their prey. Um, and they do this using infrasound. Ooh. Yeah. It's like literally a superpower. Um, it just hits the nervous system in such a way where it like your whole body tenses up and you, you, you're forced to hesitate. Um, like it almost like hacks your, your instincts. Um, I, I saw one in captivity and I, you know, when I hear this, when you like read about it, you don't really think about it too much. I mean, it's cool, but I heard one just like getting like frustrated at its caretaker. Yeah. And like it roared, like not even loud or like threatened. And it, it like it, my all of my muscles tensed up, and I just stopped. And I'm like, if this thing was running at me, <laughs> I wouldn't even know that I was dead. Yeah, they they're they're epic too. I mean, they, the the, oh, yeah. the sheer size and and body on them, and the muscle tone. I mean, there's probably very few animals that can take them out, and they're a huge predator in a lot of regions of the world too. I think that's the coolest part mm-hmm. is our cats in general are huge predators in multiple regions of the world, which is not like most species don't have that. Like they're not across, no. across the globe. So it just shows the power in, in which they hold, which is really cool. Uh, right. And, and like, there's such a, there's such a threat to not only us, but like each other, each other that yeah. ca- uh, tigers have developed like fake eyes on the back of their ears. Just, so they're like, just they're slow to sneak up on each other. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they are, oh, that's why probably the Egyptians are so obsessed with them. You got to love it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. I guess we're at the number one spot. Ludicrous. Let's go. What is your number <laughs> one favorite animal and why? All right. This might be super boring and anticlimactic of an answer. But my favorite animal on this planet is pre-societal or you know even still uh the human being the human being i was not i was not expecting that okay 
Yeah, I was worried about <laughs> like how this would be received. No, this but, is this is cool. Okay, give me give me why. Uh, well, I mean, for one thing, we are undeniably the apex predator of our invi- of our Earth. I mean, even beyond that, like we're 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 going outwards. But um, like even before technology as we know it, like firearms, um, advanced weapons, we were terrifying. Uh, to we were literally like legendary creatures that were in this environment, and mm-hmm. there's nothing you could do to hide from us. Like um, before, like advanced weapon, advanced weaponry, we would just run because we're the only animal, the only mammal, animal, pretty much that can do this is uh, in persistence hunting. Ah, uh, okay, like, yeah, right. Like, if you're a prey of man, you could easily outrun us at a short distance, but you are not going to we can re- escape re- us long term. We can reset and keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and uh, like, we can sweat. There's not a mammal on the planet, like a, a like prey animal, that can sweat and regenerate stamina the way we can. Um, dogs just thing like endurance they can pant and cool down their body yeah but we sweat and immediately cool down and we can we can eat and drink while never stopping the hunt like while running this is a very unique answer to the question and i love (laughs) it and it's not even that unique because it's really basic too at the same time so it's like wow i i i think it was climactic for sure (laughs) yeah well you know i was I, I love yeah. it. It's very unique. I think it's good, and I think you're spot on with that too. It is. It, we. I mean, we, yeah, we are. We're, we're definitely. One, we're definitely one of the best animals on the planet Earth. I mean, just like the the tiger, we're everywhere. We dominate. Yeah. So nothing. Nothing that I listed, like as my previous, they don't stand a chance. No. Like against us with weapons or like uh, persistent a hunting. Team. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, good. We, that's good stuff. We've killed tigers before in the past, like just by like groups of men would go out. Yeah, they kill and us. Just run a tiger down. We kill them. You're spot on, mate. Um, <laughs> okay, that's that's Richard's top five favorite animals and why. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it should just be a segment. Um, <laughs> all right, so I mean, there's definitely one more question about animals I got to ask. It's a little PS question because mm-hmm. I know the answer to this, but the listeners may not know, but. This is kind of cool and it's fun. Richard has always done stuff like this in his life. He's got something in his garage, in his, in his, uh, in his bedroom, something. He's always got an animal somewhere. So what animals are you breeding currently now? And the answer is going to be not what people think, and it's pretty cool. So take it away. So, uh, yeah, no, so right now I am growing, I'm uh, breeding crickets. Who breeds crickets? This is crazy. I love it. Yeah. So two how, different species. How do you do this, Richard? Like, how do you how do you breed crickets? It's actually really not as it's complicated, but it's not as complicated. Like anybody can do it. If I can, anybody can <laughs> breed crickets. And uh, there are many uses to that uh, to to breed crickets that you you know as a survival means, or even just making a a, a couple extra bucks. Because you can sell them too. I mean, that's what you told me. You said you can sell them um, to people. Yeah, you can sell them. I mean, you're not gonna like break the bank. Oh, you're gonna break. Yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> rolling out the hundred K. Yeah. 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 No, 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 like <laughs> people don't, people want crickets, but they don't want it that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just kind of a funny, a funny art that is really cool that you do. So you hold them in boxes. Do you hold them in Tupperware? Like how do you do this? Or do you make holes? Like how, t- talk about the process a little bit. So, uh, you have to get like a starting colony, like from, uh, like a pet store, you can get like a hundred crickets for around 10 bucks. And that should be enough as long as you have like enough females to lay the eggs. Um, your focus of care should not, I mean, obviously you should focus on the care of any animal under your care, but, uh, like their development is not super important. You don't have to pay Um, attention to them as much as you would something else. Right. Like, first of all, they don't want you to. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're very wary of people. Um, Like, if they're from stores, because you got kids, like, tapping on the glass. They're, like, just anxious creatures. But, um, yeah, no, they, you just got to give them a, like you said, like a, uh, like a Tupperware box. What am I thinking of? Like a Rubbermaid. Like a, what is it? Yeah. Like a 10-gallon bucket. I'm not bucket, but like a case. And uh, I cut with a uh, box cutter. I cut a hole on the top and I super glue. I mean, I uh, hot glue gun a aluminum screen on the top. And uh, they can't get out and they can breathe. There you go. There it is. Breeding crickets with Richard. I love it. You got to use soil so they can lay the eggs. Oh, there you go. You got to use soil so they can lay the eggs. They get them out there. So, like, what, what, uh, is the, could, do you find yourself like wanting to breed other animals? Do you, mm-hmm. when maybe what's like, what's next? Like, what else do you want to breed? So, uh, this is, <laughs> I didn't plan on talking about this, but, <laughs> but, um, no, the, I plan on breeding wild mice. Okay. Yep. Wild, but, uh, wild mice. So we're going to capture them. Yes. And then breed them. Mm-hmm. Okay, this I don't is want cool. Store bought mice. Those normie mice. Those normie mice. Yeah, you don't want store bought ones. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I like. Uh, I want to move on to mammals. Yeah, something a little bit more complex, a little bit more rewarding, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like with bugs, the only thing you have to really worry about is temperature and uh, humidity, and that's it. That's it. And feeding them, obviously, with water. You're going to start running tests on the mice, too. I know you are. (laughs) Yeah. Only the the strong survive. (laughs) (laughs) My own uh, green goblin serum. Okay, so speaking of mice, I guess this ties into my next question or topic. Who's your favorite Star Wars character of all time? <laughs> no correlation oh, at all. That was good. That was perfect. <laughs> but that is the next oh, question. Man. I have no um, way to segue this, so I just was like, ah, whatever. Right, right. And that's that's the best way. Yeah. I think I um, know the answer. Can I try to guess? Sure. Ah, crap. What's his name? He's the guy who Obi Wan Kenobi fights with like the four lightsabers. At right when execution. Uh, General Grievous. General Grievous. Is he one of your favorites? Wrong. wrong. I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> wrong. All right. No, wrong. no he, he's definitely one of my favorites yeah. for sure. Because I, I, I was trying to remember who you catered to when we watched the films, but okay. And I'm, 
I'm secretly panicking right now because this. <laughs> I for the first time in my life I did homework for mm-hmm. this. <laughs> Where are my <laughs> notes? <laughs> this is the one thing I forgot to write down, and I just realized that. But anyways, I know like, I know myself a little bit, but um, Darth Vader. I know that is very basic white girl to choose. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are, choosing the but Vader. I feel like my reasoning is a little different. Um, okay, go ahead. For those who don't know about Darth Vader. Which you've so, been living under a rock for the last 35 years, but go ahead. Right. For those three people on Earth who don't know what Star Wars is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darth Vader is a good guy gone bad, and... Um, it's a lot more complex than that. But I like Anakin a lot. Like, um, he is this, like, proclaimed by everyone in his, like, community of Jedi that he is the chosen one that will bring balance to the Force, which he ends up doing uh, with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, all Jedi and, like, Force-sensitive people, they have, like, Metachlorians, they call it. Metachlorians, yep. And, uh, Anakin has, like, his Metachlorian number is, like, off the charts. Um, his mom doesn't know who his dad is, and, like, it's kind of like, I don't really like this aspect of Anakin, but he's, like, supposed to be, like, a Christ character. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, what are you going to, I'm not going to cry about it. Um, and he, like, he is a good person. Like, he's bad. Like, he's not, his, 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 lots of his motives for what he was trying to do were, right. were pure, but he tries to push himself to a place where he wasn't supposed to be. So like he'll like um, I'd say his character wise like he he wants to do good by Padme or he wants to do good by his his own self and for his family but he gets pushed in a wrong direction by massively evil influences that mm. he, maybe he didn't fully understand what he was getting into. Yeah, with, with people always kind of forget that about Vader. Absolutely, and like he would not be Vader, Darth Vader, if it weren't for. Uh, Palpatine, like he he literally plays on Anakin, this young uh, husband and, and father. He plays on his fears of uh, his visions of his wife Padme losing her life, mm. and uh, l- literally like kind of like manipulates him into the path that he went on. After his his mom was brutally murdered as well, mm. so I mean, yes, I forgot to mention that. multiple tragedies across his. Right. In a very short amount of time, too. I mean, it was depicted as a short amount of time within the films, but it mm-hmm. was a great distance of time. But, yeah, no, no, it's a great point. I mean, the tragedy of Darth Vader in general is the entire series, which it's mm. what, what a great character to pick out as far as, far as I mean, he might even be one of the he, I mean, he's arguably one of the greatest characters of all time in every movie. But Absolutely, just in every with, universe. Yeah, in every universe, because the story is just so, so rich. And right. what, what he but, went through as Anakin and then also how he deals, like even when he is Darth Vader and how he hmm. deals with his transgressions afterwards. Absolutely. Do and, you know, uh, have you heard of like the comics that they, I forget who does them, but um, like it, it tells 
about Darth Vader's, not Anakin's, relationship with the Tusken Raiders? Mm, no. It is amazing. Do you mind I'll if continue. I talk about it real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So Anakin finds his mother that was purchased by Tusken Raiders, the, those guys that like make those donkey noises and have the spears. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like he, he uh, so he... He loses his mother. He's helpless to her dying. And he gets there just in time to lose his mom and, like, witness that. And he has no support structure because he snuck out there to do that. And he turns to the dark side. It's one of his first moments of turning to the dark side where he kills not just the men, but the women and the children. Yeah. And, uh, but, I'm sorry. After, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll speed this up. Uh, when he's Darth Vader, he goes back to uh, the Tusken Raiders. I forget the reason why, but he goes to that to a village and kills everybody but one who ran away. And uh, this Tusken Raider goes to a neighboring village. They 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 take him in, and they um, you know patch him up, and they're like, D- what, "What happened?" And he tells this like terrifying story of like this cyborg monster. Uh, dressed in all black with a fire red sword. See, I'm not and, supposed to say this, but this sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the Tusken Raiders do what they do, and they bind this survivor to a sacrificial post, mm. build a wooden deity of the Darth Vader described, and sacrifice him, and now worship Darth Vader as their god. Oh, crazy. That's a cool and it comic. it was... I gotta, I gotta oh, check man. this gotta, out. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. That sounds Sorry like a really dope story. For a second. No, that was perfect. I think that's. But he, that's why he's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what is the scene when he walks in and just like obliterates everyone in um, episode four? When he's just like throwing and tossing people as he comes through. The, I mean, talk, come on. Are you talking about Rogue One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Dude, I love mind in the theater. Like, I pride myself on being a good cinematic. Citizen. Yeah. Citizen. I was citizen. not that day. Dude, I was like standing. My wife's like pulling. She's like, sit down. <laughs> no! no <laughs> don't cheer. Don't cheer for them. It's just a movie. Oh, man, dude, I was losing my mind. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Speaking of movies, we actually made a film mm-hmm. ourselves when we were younger. Uh, oh, yeah. Was it Blood? Was Bloodthirst the vampire? We made this like vampire werewolf. <laughs> Silly, <laughs> silly little movie at Blue Hills. Um, that was the transition. Great job, Doyle. All right. Great job. Yeah, yeah. Seamless. Job. Seamless. But uh, we made a movie ourselves, and we, yeah, we wanted to talk about it a little bit, how goofy that, that stuff was that we look back. My wife's <laughs> sitting on the couch. She's laughing at me right now. But because uh, she was a part of it, and she wants nothing to do with that being rehashed because mm. some of her scenes weren't the greatest. No. <laughs> <laughs> her acting scenes. But, you know, you know what can you do? Some people, yeah. just, they just can't die the right way, you know? I'm almost relieved I killed her in that movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Everyone died. <laughs> oh, man. But we wrote Dude. this, like, short little story that Richard wrote up in, like, a little uh, little pamphlet. On, like, I remember you writing it down on a piece of paper. I read it, and then I was like, all right, cool. I'll film it. And we'll, we just made up all these scenes. But our fight scene was pretty good. Uh yours and Chris's fight scene was pretty cool, but the reminiscent of the 
uh, of this this movie. I mean, I don't even know how we just kind of came up with it. We were li- yeah. we were listening to Kings and Queens um, by what was the name of that band? I can't even remember the name of it. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirty Dude, Seconds I, to Mars. I forgot the entire song that, and it's such a good song. It's such a good song. Great song. Check it out. Kings and Queens by mm. Thirty Seconds to Mars. But uh, we used that as like the backdrop of there was no there was no speaking, but there was a lot of motioning and um, a lot yeah. of thrusting. A lot, yeah, a lot of thrusting. <laughs> But uh, it was not Kings of Lena. My wife's trying to say it was Kings of Lena. Is it really? Uh, well, she's uh, wrong. I'm pretty sure it was 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. What's the name of the song? Kings and Queens, right? It's got to be going Spotify. We can look it up on there. She mm-hmm. don't want to. You're going to be talking on the podcast soon anyway. You might as well just say something. Is it? Was I right? Yeah, yeah I was right. Of course I was right. Yeah, I mean, like, we knew. We were just, you know. Yeah. Just we just wanted to make you die again, like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for the part two of this movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, fun fact, you're not in it because you died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but I remember the we hiked. Bully session. We we filmed that and hiked Blue Hills, which is not, like, that, you know, much of a feat. But we just, like... They had like a castle on top, so like we used like the bottom portion, walked up through the woods, yeah. recorded some scenes. But the the fight scene where you and I are like running alongside each other and we fought mm-hmm. on the um, the the leaf path that was pretty good. I, I mean, I thought yeah. we did a decent job with some of the shots. Oh, absolutely! That that scene where we were running, like in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna slow down so he can catch up to me. My inspiration was definitely Naruto, like the way they shoot some oh, of their absolutely. their side scrolling scenes. Yeah, and then uh, the kind of the stop image of us looking at each other, and it was like <laughs> it was like your face, my face, and then I took the I took the eye movie and I put them I put our faces side by side. So good. I I was trying to find it everywhere on uh, Facebook the other day, but um, yeah, it's under no, my that, account that I deleted. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, have good. it. I have it on my laptop though, for sure. I got it. Somewhere. Please send that to me. I definitely have it somewhere. And we, no. we put it on a disc, right? And we put it on we put it on some, <laughs> yeah. some CD. We burned it. We we put it on CD. Um, do you, that scene, just to go back to that real quick, that scene where we were running. Yeah. Like I was fairly physically fit at that time. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna wait for Tim to catch up to me. But in my mind, when we started it, in my mind, Doug Fahey was like, you don't need to slow down for anything. Run as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and you had no problem catching up. <laughs> you caught up to me uh, so quickly. And it looked so good because we're both running. I mean, yeah, I we, was running as fast as I could. We did the, the backdrop and the for, like the foreground. And like we had so good. The way we did the angle on the shot was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was able to meet you at the other path. And yeah, you ran full speed as fast as you could. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool and well done. I think, uh, so the fight scene at the bridge too, with our, our goofy death scenes of, of, uh, of Chris and you and the, the mysterious like ending, we could always do a sequel. Cause I mean, yeah. uh, right. a couple of the main characters disappeared. We could, we could do some rewrites, but that was a fun time. I mean, I mean, it kind of encapsulates right. like, you know, who we are as friends and people like. You know, you oh, want to you want to do something creative, you know, with your friends. Just get out there and 
enjoy your backyard or make a movie or something like that. And this is the second time I've had someone on here that said we've made a movie together. I've made like four or five like <laughs> little short films with my friends and they've all been pretty fun and goofy and hilarious. It's just, you know, you got to make memories of the stuff you got to do. Do you remember that? Do you remember that jacket we made uh, Matt Bishop wear? Oh yeah. We took when he wasn't seven feet tall. I don't know. Was it Christina's or was it Kim's jacket? That Matt it was Kim's wore? jacket. Kim's, yeah. The blue one. And yeah. the funniest part is he, he, we had them all like stand up and like do this like I don't know they're pretending to be vampires. It was so silly. Like he came back. He came to out life, of he came he back to life out of nowhere. An yeah. original character. <laughs> he got killed so fast. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I just uh, I I had full sixteen year old male actors that just could didn't know how to fall on the ground properly with uh, the Mata brothers. I'll call them out. They know they they know they didn't they didn't live <laughs> yeah, up to my terrible. expectation, but whatever. Um, it was so funny, and Kim's Kim's arm miss when remember she was you swung your arm and her and Christina just ran into each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, such a such a good day. No, such a great day. And then we had the we should have done like massive bloopers for that stuff too. I, oh, absolutely. We should have. I, I think we did. We did a couple like uh, montage stuff where we had bloopers uh, for when we went. That's what would have gone viral when we went into the city a few times and did the. Uh, was it the Midnight City video of M83? Um, that's also, I think that's the best one oh, we've ever yes. done. That, that was beautiful. That video is cool. That's like real good memories for all of us, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the other thing it creates is memories, so. Right. But, um, yeah, I guess we, we got one final question, and this is probably the most important one to both of us, right? Mm-hmm. Is what is the Irish Roman Republic? And for people who don't know, this is, before we even get into this, this is just complete bullshit. This is not like, <laughs> this is just funny, like stuff that me and Richie like to talk about. We were like 12, right. 12 years old, but what is the Irish <laughs> Roman Republic? And it's just something we created in our own minds that is a world where we dominate all life forms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty yep. much. And it's nothing. So you're going to get confused at this segment, but it's a, it's a, oh, yeah. it's a cool space where we get to create things that we enjoy. Where, where is it? Not Nova Scotia. Where is it? The other place that you said it was. Um, is in Canada. What's the um, the place we British want to Columbia? go? British Columbia, and uh, reside in. You know, we're both Irish, and we <laughs> love the Roman culture, and we like republics. So there we go. Then we're the Irish <laughs> Roman Republic. <laughs> yeah, no, it it, it was a uh, a fantasy imagination realm. Yeah. shared between both Tim and I. Yeah, and uh, we took like certain aspects from Middle Earth to Narnia to like uh, the video game Skyrim I would <laughs> I told Tim about but I, I, have you played Skyrim yet? No yeah I've played I've played in the past but not recently yeah. um, I tried to play Skyrim and I got my butt whooped I was I, I picked a character <laughs> and I just got killed and you were like remember you texted me being like yeah that's how it is for the first like 12 yeah, hours it's a leveling. play <laughs> and I was like oh okay <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I still, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so cool. You know what's so cool about the Irish Roman Republic is like our little world that we like recreated. I don't think that there's like really mm-hmm. anyone that knows about that. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, this I'll, is like the first time that's like out in the open, and they still no one will understand it. But absolutely, it, <laughs> this is the first time we're, we're leaking insider baseball exactly. right now. <laughs> All of our plans to take over the world are now gone. Yeah, I mean, well. What are they going to do? Stop us at this point? I know, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, our republic will reign forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the goofiest podcast, and I love it. 
It's so cool. I love it too, man. Yeah, but it, it, connecting with our Irish roots in Boston, and you know, just you know, living life. But Rich, what what an, what an amazing episode! Thanks for coming on the show, man. Like, I really appreciate you being here and giving us all this uh, all this breakdown of all these top five animals with Richard Hatcher, and then also you know the MC <laughs> universe, you know the Fahey's, some church stories, stuff like that. I mean, I had a blast tonight. We're gonna have to run this back. We're gonna have to have a part two mm. because I think that. We've got more to talk about when we have, and we got more to say to the world. And this podcast is doing well, and it's got it's quite a bit of viewers that like the show. So these Project Life episodes are pretty sweet. But thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, dude, thanks for having me, man. Uh, it was a real pleasure <laughs> going over. Yeah, it was. Very, very yeah. fond memories. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing positively. It, it, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you remember that? I could not. Could not have asked for a better childhood. With you guys. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Maybe a safer one, but <laughs> maybe a safer. Not a one. better one. Not a better one, though. Safer childhood yeah. would be good. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. All right, bro. All right.